Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Well, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for us to tell everyone what you just told me. That I've been watching Love Island. You have been watching Love Island night after night in secret and not telling me. In secret? You don't watch it. I'm not going to talk to you about it, am I? What do you want to, like, what do you want to know? Well, I want to know why you're watching it. Because I love it. It's so, well, actually, I say I love it. I don't think it's as good as it has been in the past. I used to love all, like, the banter and the funny stuff. Yeah. It's not that funny anymore. Not gonna, it's not. It's quite serious. It's quite scary. I just want them all to be safe. That's all I want. Yeah, I want them same. to be I want them to be mentally safe. I want them to be physically I just want them all to come out of it and have a really great experience. So we had Laura on the show the other day, Whitmore, and she was saying that, you know, it's um it's such an intense environment for them because they're there for such a long time. I feel like it might have got longer. It's like it seven has, weeks or six, yeah, six seven weeks or something. it's definitely got longer this year. And it does, do you know what? It really does worry me. And there's so many of the things that we talk about on the podcast about like, you know, the narratives we've been fed growing up, but how men behave, how women behave that really show up on, yeah. on like when, I, I don't know, like for instance, when they do that Casper and Moore thing, if the guys go off and like, kiss other girls and do all that kind of stuff they they do that if the girls do it the guys are furious with them and it's like hang on sorry what like and it's it's unbelievable to watch like it just plays out and you're like oh gosh we're still here like we're actually still here no interesting so actually when this episode goes out it will have finished so i will have loads of free time on my hands To come back to me, George. Come to back come to me. back to you, yes. Do you want to hear my spider story? Yeah, go on. So last night, I'm putting Kit to bed. Sorry, block your ears if you're scre- squeamish and you hate, you've got arachnophobia. And you know when you are when you just sense something out the corner of your eye that's moving across the floor? Like, I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was big. And I turned around and I'm not, I'm not joking here. I, I swear to God, it's the biggest spider I've ever seen, hands down, even in Kenya. And it was scuttling across the floor. So I, so I obviously immediate reaction, scream. And then I was like, I'm going to have to put something on it. Guess what was next to me to put on it? What? Woody. Woody from, from Lightyear. Woody's hat. So I just put Woody's hat on this spider just trapped it and then was like this is fu- it's like a fucking tarantula here what am I going to do with it so I was going there's a tarantula and then waking up and I was, I was like what and I was like oh don't worry about it just leave it there got back from work today still under there alive 
It's alive, yeah. I've got to take <gasps> it out. I, I know, it's really you bad. You need to get a bigger cowboy hat. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, there's a terrifying scenario going on in the next door room. I'm going to put it back to nature because Luna was like, just wait till I get back to school and then we'll put it back in the garden. Will it come back in the house? I don't know. I've got no idea. I'm actually all right with spiders. Maybe you should phone me. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm actually not scared of spiders. I'm scared of a lot of things, but not me spiders. Me neither, but this literally looks like something out of a movie. So... <laughs> <laughs> anyway so it was actual school sports day and I really needed a wee they wouldn't let me into the school and so I had to go and do a bush wee so I'm walking oh, off yeah. in, into the like forest bushes whatever and there were so many spiders and bugs all over the floor so I'm like looking down looking down looking down and like probably not concentrating on covering myself up that much doing a wee and I look up and it says CCTV in operation. Cool. So they got they got more than they bargained for. So they got more than they bargained for. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, they, they were like, oh look, there's all those bugs and insects, and look, oh, is that a tarantula? Oh dear. Right, <laughs> let's get into today's chat. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, one of one of my all time favourite actors. I've got to be honest with you. Watching him growing up on our screens in the Inbetweeners, basically howling with laughter week after week. I mean, Caravan Club, Clunges. <laughs> All yes. sorts. I basically learnt my filthy vocabulary from this man. Oh my God, my mum loved The Inbetweeners. It used to be her and James's thing that they would watch it together. And I used to be too embarrassed to watch it with her. But her and James would like laugh. Just yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely yeah. love it. But um, yeah. Happy, no, happy place. Yeah, but it's one of those things you could watch anytime. Like probably in 10 years time, you watch it, you yeah. still find it funny. Um, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. If you're ever feeling low or feeling sad, just put an episode of The Inbetweeners on and it'll sort you out. Uh, who are we chatting to today? Today we are chatting to James and Claire Buckley. Another exciting day on the podcast today and you will definitely, definitely recognise the voice as soon as you hear it. Um, I grew up watching him on one of the funniest TV shows ever, The Inbetweeners. Today we are joined by James and Claire Buckley. Hey guys. So we would love to hear, how did you guys meet? Not incredibly romantic, just no. quite bog standard, really. We met in Liverpool in a nightclub and... We didn't meet in a nightclub, we met during the Well, day. I was, yeah, but I was DJing. Yeah, we didn't meet in a nightclub. Yeah. It's but, a little bit more romantic than that. I thought, um, <laughs> I thought Claire was obviously very attractive. I thought I'd like to talk to her and then started talking to Claire and then we started talking about music and then we started talking about the Beatles and stuff like that. And that was I was like, oh, right. Falling in love with you here. That's, I didn't expect that. And, oh, um, James, that's romantic. I guess so. But we've, we met that day and we've basically lived together ever since. And we've been together. We've never really been apart ever since. No. Did you know that's <laughs> what you're signing up for, Claire? You're having a casual conversation about the Beatles. My mum still makes a joke that I've never really came back from my first date. I'm, st- I'm still on it. <laughs> what a ride. Not in a creepy way, though, guys. Does it um, sound a bit, is it sounded a bit creepy? It might sound a bit creepy. No, it no was, you didn't, you didn't abduct me. No, or, I, didn't. Like, I, I came willingly. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. I always joke about my, when me and my husband met and it took us like six months to get together. And then I went round there for the first date to his house, obviously, just straight over there. Once I decided that I wanted to be, you know, doing the intimate kissing stuff things with him. So that also sounds sexy, doesn't it? And then I basically didn't leave. And my mum was literally like, you were playing like hard 
hard to get for six months. And then once you've got there, you were like, oh, I'm here. Can't I'm, be asked I'm now. Yeah, I'm done now. <laughs> um, tell us, tell us about, um, cause obviously, you know, Claire, you're from Scotland and, and James not, there's no accent there. So how, how did that kind of moment, you obviously said you, you stayed, where were you living James and talk us through the kind of the, the romance part before the kids came? Well, I was down. Oh, there wasn't much romance before the kids yeah, came. Well, there was too much romance and that was, <laughs> that was the that's, problem. that's what led <laughs> to oh the kids. God. I'm what I, I'm sort of confident without anything to back it up. I always thought I'd be quite a good dad. Uh, jury's still out. Yeah, we were talking about that stuff. And we were like, oh, wouldn't it be great to have kids? And I was like, yeah, I think I'd be good. And in my head, I don't know why this is a really weird thing um, to sort of plan, but I always assumed I'd be a younger dad. Yeah. And I was 24, which I guess is young these days. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, when my parents... I was the same age as my parents when I was born. That was sort of the plan, really. I thought I'd be good at it. I thought it would be fun. Um, turns out it's not as much fun. It is fun, but it's, it's not as much fun as I thought it would be. But, you know, we've done it now. You're in. <laughs> so te- so you, you sort of always knew that you wanted to be young parents. What did, how, like, how did your family react to that? Because I think, like you said, if you were the same yeah. age as your parents were, I was exactly the same age as my mum was. So she was cool with it. But I remember yeah. like some other people being like, oh, my God, you're in your 20s. You've got your whole life to yeah. live. Did you get a lot of that? I was 22 when I got pregnant with her first and 23 when I had him. Um, so we did get a lot of, you're really young. And also we we, we were, were only together, together we for together that long six either. or seven months when I got pregnant. Yeah. So on so paper, it, it does look, you, you, you can imagine why some people would be like, Mm, this seems a bit, this is all a bit quick. Isn't it? Um, but again, my mum and dad, uh, my mum was 23 um, when I was born. So she and my my gran had her kids young. And it, I think same as you, they were like, you know, everybody was fine. And also I think what really stood out was, because obviously, you know, James had had girlfriends and I'd had boyfriends, but I think even uh, my family, um, our families when we got together they were like oh I think this is it yeah so I think everybody sort of had the same feeling so it wasn't although a huge shocker we told your mum and dad when we were down south and no they, we were in we were in Spain oh for we the were in Spain us. that's right um, yeah, I was, uh, yeah I was making the in-betweeners film the first in-betweeners film when pregnant. we found out oh wow but we told them and yeah. then they said well obviously you know you know, we want to see you come up, come up to Scotland. And they were really supportive and really, and I, on the drive up to Scotland, I started to think, is her dad just pretending to be all right with this just to get me <laughs> in the house? And when we pulled up at Claire's mum and dad's house, he was uh, hosing, he was watering the, the, the front garden, the front right. lawn. And I had a suitcase and I looked at him and he looked at me and then he sort of pretended to spray me <laughs> with the hose. It was very intimidating. It was very, and I ran. The, the only way I could describe the way I ran into the house was the fastest I've ever ran in my life. Also, I looked a little bit. You did a little hop. Yeah, skin. it was like as if Kermit the Frog was running. <laughs> sort of legs didn't really touch the ground sort yeah. of thing. But no, everyone was, uh, everyone was really supportive. Yeah. And listen, it's an amazing thing. And we were ready. Yeah. Even though it's sort of like James says on paper, it probably sounds like we weren't. We were. I yeah. mean, we just 
I just slipped into, and I had never, I wasn't one of the girls growing up who couldn't wait to be a mum. It was never, you know, top in my list, but I knew, I knew I would be a mum. I knew I wanted kids eventually, but as soon as Harrison came along, I was just like, oh my God, this is it. Would you say that's the reality for you guys? I mean, Zoe and I will both our hands up and say that we've had to work really hard on our relationship since having yeah. kids is that something you know you, you were together for six months before you know getting pregnant and then however long mm-hmm. after that you, you had children so it's quite soon w- would you say that has been a challenge but when Harrison was born when he was little we were still because I mean there's the old saying one is like one and two is like 20 which is so true because when it was just Harrison um I mean Jude was born 21 months after Harrison but there was a little while where it was just the three of us and we still did everything that we used to do. You know, we went to gigs and we went for dinner and we hung out with friends and stuff like that. When you then become a family of four, it was a little bit trickier. Just bring the mm-hmm. kids along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And do you think, would you say that, that they're the sort of parents you are? You're quite laid back and you just kind of go with the flow. What what kind of parents are you? Have you got? Is there a good cop? Is there a bad cop? I would definitely say at the beginning, especially when they were babies, we were really laid back. We weren't the parents who had, you know, the schedule and the sleep classes we didn't do anything like that no not really the kids just ran around and fell asleep when they fell asleep obviously it gets different when uh you start school um yeah that's when you start but that's when you get into your a natural routine um you know the kids come home from school and and they're tired they eat dinner they go for a bath and and they want to sleep anyway but i would definitely say before um school we were yeah, we would travel. We I mean, would... yeah, we would just because obviously we didn't have school. We we would just go. Oh, should we go away tomorrow? In James's like job, obviously, we were really lucky. Where you know, if he had you know four months off, we we were just free to. Well, I was up and down to Scotland. I was and... really really lucky that when Harrison was born, I just took a year off. I didn't do well, anything because the, the first film had just came yeah, amazing. And I didn't do anything mm. for a year, and that was. Uh, I, don't get me wrong; that, that it wasn't. A novelty. I understand how lucky I was to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I just got to spend the year with this new little guy, see if we got on, see if we clicked. <laughs> um, we did, luckily enough. Thank God. We talk and we joke and we don't really ever have any awkward conversations with our kids that much and stuff, even though Harrison has now started doing – those lessons at school. Oh yeah, how so, are they yeah. going down? <laughs> <laughs> well, good. They're, yeah, they're both it's really just, mature as well. So they're, they're quite mature. The pair of them are quite mature, but also it is quite funny. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult. It's funny talking about that. Of course, stuff. it is. And he did call me. He called me up. I was away working just one a few evening months ago when yeah. he came back from his first lesson, and I was, I was talking to him on the phone. And he said, oh, Dad, I had, my, I had my first sex education lesson today. He was like, I've, I've got some questions. And I just went, well, I've probably got a few questions for you, mate, to be honest. And that, I, think that's our, I think that's a good example yeah. of our parenting attitude. But it's good, though, because he, he does feel, they both feel comfortable. And I think that's a little bit of the more sort of 
you know, new age parent and, and, and laid back, they're really comfortable saying, we, oh, I had this today. Is this true? Yeah. Is that real? Is it? And, and you just sort of got we to always, do your best to always explain want, it. We always want our kids to be able to talk to us about mm. anything. Mm. Yeah. And I think, Did you guys have that relationship that with your parents? I didn't No, know. I was a bit more old fashioned. Yeah, very yeah. more sort of that traditional. I was just worried about getting told off. Yeah, I didn't trouble. bring anything like that up. No, <laughs> I still have never. You still have still never. never you've never. You've never. You've no, never had any of those not. conversations with them at all. It's amazing <laughs> that you then want to have those conversations. I think that's so lovely because sometimes there's a danger if you maybe had certain holes in your, you know, parenting experience with your own parents that you might bring that down. And you know that you, we do hear that a lot, but it's really nice that you've sort of yeah, flipped it definitely. on its head that you want a really liberal household where people are having conversations yeah. around the table over the phone. Absolutely, even in the sense of you know coming home from school and saying, oh, there was you know, a bit of an issue and somebody said this and I'm not really sure what it means or, you know, that sort of thing. I, I definitely, you know, hope or, and try to be more open where it's, yeah, just, you know, come in, tell me, explain it. If it's something that, you know, you shouldn't be talking about or that person shouldn't have said, then I'll explain to you why. And, and you know, so I definitely think we... Also, the, the kind of graphic descriptive language that I've used on television. I don't oh, think I'm I was in any say. to turn around to people and go, oh, no, no, I don't talk about that in front of me, please. You can't, talk about, you can't talk about Caravan Club in front of your kids ever, really. I mean, are you going to show them any of those episodes? <laughs> when, when can they yeah, watch it? when can they watch it? Oh, when they're 42. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about the responsibility that you have, I guess we all have, because we've all got sons, in raising your boys to become good men and what the conversations that you guys are having between the two of you and and I guess just that whole sort of feeling around it. Well, mm. being good people is the most important thing to us. It's the thing that we've hammered into them <laughs> as, you know, from a very young age. Not physically. <laughs> Every day when I drop them off from school, I ask them to do four things and we all say it together and they have to be good, be nice, work hard and have fun. And That's um, lovely. being nice being nice people is so, so important. Very sensitive as well. They're very sensitive yeah, they boys, really which sensitive. is, that can be a worry because you sort of, you know, they do. They worry a bit Especially stuff. our youngest, yeah. Jude. He's the kind of person that cries at Oxfam adverts and things oh. like that. And you sort of, even though that's dead sweet and really nice, with you know, you do worry. And aware, you know, I'm yeah. just really aware and that he actually just my mum's here um visiting is and he just had a conversation with my mum this morning saying that he was saying you know have you heard about the stuff in Ukraine and it's so worrying and I hope everybody's okay and that sort of stuff and my mum was just like saying mm-hmm. to me she was like that boy is destined to do something that you know is I think he'll want to help people yeah too. I said this yeah, the other day yeah. no, we were talking about this the he's other definitely day. got that but vibe. yeah being nice young men nice polite young men nice to everyone is so important mm. but he used to be the funny thing was when Jude was really young he was um Harrison described him as savage he was quite uh but the the younger brother you know he always had to play fighting with Harrison and stuff yeah but Jude was always the sort of handsy one and go to bed and we had to sort of be like all right you know chill out you remember to be nice you mentioned that your kids are quite sensitive and you know they can often like sort of take on the weight of the world I, I have this with my son mm-hmm. he's very knowing and he, he can feel really affected by things yeah. I sometimes yeah. I sometimes struggle to know where to draw the line with yeah. protecting yeah. him in the you know protecting him from things that maybe Absolutely. I don't want him to know about until he's an adult but Absolutely. then also 
you know, for him to grow up being empathetic and understanding Absolutely. what's going on in the world. Do you, how do you balance that? You do want them to be able to uh, Young understand. Young and carefree and... But yeah, then, you, want, you, you do want them to be able to understand other people's points yep. of view and understand what other people have to go through and to empathise with that. And But at the same time, you don't, really want you them don't to want them to be that. depressed about yeah, it yeah. and upset about it. You, you never want your child to cry. You, like That's the total opposite of what you want. But I think there is a balance. I mean, even um, at the boys' school, you know, um, when sort of big things happened in the world maybe over the past few years you know we their school's quite good we would get emails saying you know we we do have to speak about these things because children are so much more aware than even maybe we realize they hear what you're talking about and they see the news and that sort of stuff so again I think it's just that little balance my personal way um you know was especially with Harrison maybe you know a, a couple of years ago when when there was big world events it was sort of being, again, open and honest to a certain extent, you know, for what his little brain could handle, yeah. chatting about the stuff that he had heard and, you know, telling him whether it was right or wrong or, you know, why it happened and, and what maybe, you know, the problems were with how other people were behaving, that all that sort of stuff. But then also I think there's such an easy way where you would hope that, you know, just being a mum and saying, okay, We've talked about that. Let's go and, you know, should we go outside? Should we should we do this? Should we do that? And it, and it's getting that balance in it. And again, obviously, you know, that's a lucky position to be in where you're just talking about these things and then hopefully you can go and, you know, take their mind off it and do something else. And But I, I, I also wouldn't worry about it too much either because I think they'll inevitably grow they'll grow up yeah. and they'll... But if they're asking questions, they won't get as upset about things. They'll be able to handle things better mentally, but they'll still be able to have that sensitivity and and be able to, you know, understand things that are going Mm. on. And maybe even grow up thinking, I'd really like to change this. I'd really like to make things better. And I care about people and I want to help people. We'll be right back after this short break. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? This wonderful thing to, to, to give to your kids, to give them the choice to make a difference, to give them the choice to kind of be empowered to actually, you know, I don't need to be an arsehole. I don't need to be a bully. You know, there wasn't any of those yeah. conversations going yeah. on when we were kids. Let's talk about socials, uh, social media. You've obviously got your YouTube channel and let's, let's talk about how you feel about the kids being on social media and what your kind of conversations are around that. Absolutely oh, there's terrifies. no conversation. That's no, no. absolutely not. I don't think it's a very healthy. Um, I've got really extreme views on <laughs> on social. Come on, give them to us. Give them to us. Give them to us. No, I, yeah. I just, I just think it should be. You know, if if you really wanted, I think you should be of a certain age before you go on on social media. I don't think it's a very um, mentally. I don't think yeah. it's very healthy for young, young children when their yeah. brains are still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it should be you know, like alcohol or smoking, yeah. I think it should be like a certain age. Yeah. Just I for health reasons. Are, just 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 for health reasons. Yeah. But this is a thing that we're going to be getting into very soon because yeah. um, Harrison's, Harrison's a couple of years away now yeah. from being a teenager. But right now it's not. Absolutely not. I'm Does he sure... have a phone now? No. 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 Because no. I heard the other day, actually it was some mums from school, um, that one of them had an older child, I think in year five, and she just, casually was sort of saying oh you know on whatsapp in the morning some of the girls are posting how they've done their hair in like the class whatsapp group and i suddenly was like hang on what that they're they're sending photos of themselves in Mm. like taking selfies in the morning sending for seems harmless right like oh you know this is how i'm doing my hair today how are you doing your hair yeah but i came away and i felt really unnerved by it i thought hang on they're in year five at school like why should they be caring like why do they care how they're going to dress going to school and then wanting to document year five is that is that isla's it is that in is that nine i live in year five isn't she my daughter yeah nine ten yeah exactly yeah you could yeah so is harrison but it's not gonna happen i think you could take it two ways you know as a little bit but you know is that just listen is that just the new way this day and age where little girls, you know, I remember coming home from school, maybe not in primary school, but definitely early secondary school. And like the first thing you would do, I'd just been with my friends all day, but you would, you know, phone them them up and you would sit on the phone for hours. It's, I guess it's the same thing. I know pictures and stuff are always a little bit, you're like, oh God. But I mean, there's a little bit of, yeah, you got to move with the times. For me, that's too young. Harrison's not going to get a phone until I feel like he needs it, which is probably secondary school. The last time he asked us, I said, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? I think it's the need. I think it's the seeking validation thing, though, isn't it? It's like the whole social media thing. Taking a photo, sending it to your friends before you go to school, you can get, you know, look in the mirror and think, oh, I love my hair. But if your friends say that they don't, it's that whole. Yeah. This is the thing that I'm worried about is that I really don't want them to be on Facebook no. or Twitter or anything yeah. like that. But there will come a point where they go, but every single one of my friends are. And now I'm getting singled out in yeah. a negative way because I'm not. And yeah, I mean, that's that's coming up for us. And I'm not looking forward to that <sighs> one at all. I, I still don't quite know how to navigate my way around that. How do you feel about gaming? My boys are uh, are into their video games and I'm a lifelong video gamer. I absolutely love video games. So my boys are quite lucky because I know what they're doing. I know what games they're playing and... Like when and James I was knows kid, all the settings, so all the chats are off, and this is off. All this safety is on, settings so they if they play it. a game online okay. or something like that. If it was um, just me, I would have no idea. So that would be a yeah. worry. So they're quite lucky in that I know 
I've got my eye on that and I know what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, but I can imagine it would be quite, if you don't understand, you don't that, understand yeah. that, that, that would be, yeah. that would be quite difficult to get around as well. What advice would you give to parents who don't understand it? I, I'm not into gaming. My husband's not into gaming. We actually don't really, I don't know. I don't really know many people who mm-hmm. I could go to for advice. Go through the settings. I would, I would say if possible, no one, no games that go online anyway, just games that, that, you know, brothers and sisters can play right. together with two controllers. Yeah, because yeah, you can add the Switch. You can yeah. add because Harrison plays with a couple of little friends on his Switch, but it's just the Switches. The Nintendo Switch has got this long, big yeah. number. Yeah, the so Nint- you can only add one other. The like, Nintendo Switch is actually safe very safe um, with adding friends and stuff like that. You have to have a great big long code that you have to give to someone right. before they can That's good add know. you on their console. Um, but I would say try and stay offline. But if they want to, if they, if you Roblox, do feel comfortable playing thing. games like Roblox or Minecraft with school friends and stuff like that, just go through the settings. Make sure that chat modes um, off, that, all that, that sort of stuff. It's private and nobody can nobody can just join a session and mm. things like that. Which is um, essential. You can Google. Yeah. You can just Google how do I make sure this game is child safe, uh, and then they'll be able to play it with their friends and they can have some fun and you'll. Feel, feel safe with if, it you know they're, they're yeah. safe and yeah, secure yeah, yeah. doing it and there definitely is ways to be able to do that but as i say luckily enough i i know all this stuff anyway <laughs> yeah so and you're usually playing with them. <laughs> i'm usually playing with them yeah so it's, that's an it's not um it's not a huge yeah. deal yeah they've got their own little world built up in minecraft yeah, do, the buckley yeah. boys world <laughs> james is like the sheriff of that town i imagine he knows yeah. everything yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can we talk about Meet the Buckleys? Tell us about the YouTube channel. Tell yeah. us about the book because you, you, it's an exciting yeah. time for you guys, right? Well, it's, uh, it terrifying. is actually, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you would call it exciting. Yeah. I never thought about it. That <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it's our YouTube channel, Home with the Buckleys. It's just a vlogging, <clears throat> a vlogging channel. We make a, a one video a week and we started it during lockdown out of sort of boredom and the fact that, you know, we like to be creative and we like to feel like that we're doing stuff. Um, and the response to it was actually really pleasant and really nice. So we've carried it on um, ever since, and it's uh, it keeps us very busy. And mm-hmm. it, but it keeps us busy in a really great way. In that I don't have to go to Romania for six weeks or something like that and make a film that no one's ever going to watch. <laughs> uh, I get to I get to be at home. But yeah, we do have a book coming out as well, which September. again is. In September, like absolutely ridiculous, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah. What can we expect from the book? It's just an extension of the YouTube channel, really. It's our personalities and little anecdotes. And we talk about the kids, and we talk about when we first started going out and holidays, and you know, birth stories, birth and... stories, and stuff like that. Who did more? Who did more? Who wrote more? Oh, of the, the book? It, it does No, it does. It, it does for this it's, podcast. No, no, it no, really does. It really, really matters. Who did more? It's really not important. <laughs> It was fun doing it, but now we're at the point where we're now obviously talking about it, and we never considered that people would actually what just might really read it. Them. We were like, "Oh no, who do we think I we know, are?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to be a massive success because obviously people are so engaged on the YouTube channel, and as you said, it's just going to be an extension. Before we say goodbye to you, um, go on, George. You crack on. Ask the question. I'm going. To, I look forward to this right. one. Before we say goodbye, we always like to ask our guests for the best piece of advice that they would give new parents or the best piece of advice they've been given themselves well since day one I've always said this and um our friends actually just had a baby and um we had a conversation with uh the dad and he said that as well we said you know you get all this advice and I said listen 
I don't like giving new parents advice because it's such a different experience for everybody and there's not one thing that goes for everybody but for me I think this might be it which and it's not really advice but it's genuinely just every second especially that newborn stage just enjoy it like you know I got so hung up on the breastfeeding and is this right and is that right and am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing and my midwife came in and um, Harrison I was struggling to breastfeed him and you know I was all stressed and he was stressed and I was worrying he was gonna be starving and all this sort of stuff and I remember sitting she sat on the bed where I was sitting she was like are you enjoying this and I was like, no, I don't know. And I was getting all, and she was like, Claire, you will never get this time back again. She was like, you have to enjoy this. She was like, if he needs a bottle and you can't breastfeed, eat, breastfeed, even though it's what you wanted to do, give him a bottle because you, this is this is the happiest time. Like, enjoy it. Look at your little baby and this and that. And so my thing would be, you know, if you want to watch them sleep for 45 minutes and just stare at them, do it. If you want to, you know, just sit and stare at them or or just whatever it is, just really try and enjoy, especially that first, because it doesn't last long no, at no. all. Before no. you know it, they're crawling yeah. and they're up and they're away and they're gone. And, and also, as you say, they're all different. They're all exactly. different. So it's really, so... Don't try and follow new a parents, New parents will it's be getting advice exist. from everywhere. But I, I always found with our two that it was better to just see what they want they see, tell you. see what they're like they and, tell yeah, you. they'll let you know they'll let you know what you need what they need mm. and at the very beginning it's usually one of three things simplify it in your mind like that that might might take a bit of pressure off you because it is pressure it's massive pressure you, oh, got, you know you've got to pressure. keep a human being alive <laughs> yeah and that is a really scary thought especially when you're just like the first it's brand one. new yeah um so but enjoy it, it yeah just, just don't just take those little moments and, and just look at them and stare at them and just be like, oh, and, you know, know. and it's hard not to get wrapped up in the, uh, you know, oh, well, the dishes need done and this needs done and that and that. And you do, of course, you have yeah, to get on do. with life. Yeah. You have to get on with it. But with that sort of stuff, give, give yourself a break. Give, give yourself a break. Give yourself sure. a break. Don't, you know, sure. don't get too hung up on that sort of stuff. Uh, and also just remember that it is tricky. It is difficult and you're not weird. If no, you if, struggling. if you if you're a little bit stressed yeah. and a little bit tired, yeah. that's not unusual at all whatsoever. Mm. Um, so yeah, make sure you give yourself a break. Just go. Do you know what? Listen, this is baby's it's still tough. here. We're all right. You, know. <laughs> you two are like a, you two Love are like that. bumblebees. You like finish each other's sentences. It's really cute. Like yeah. listening to you. Like yeah, you're going to be really yeah struggling. That's right, Claire. Yeah, that's it's so <laughs> cute. It's lovely, lovely to hear. You you spend a lot of time together, so it shows. Do bumblebees finish each other's? Yeah, sentences? they're like that. Mm. I didn't know bumblebees could talk yeah, to so. each other, guys. I'm going to really. I'm going to really look into this. Don't look now. into it too much, James. Just go with it. When's the book out, guys? And and where can people get it? I, I'm guessing Amazon. Amazon, WH Smith, uh, Waterstones, all good bookstores. Uh, WH Smith are doing a signed copy, which I think Ooh. is cheaper than the non-signed copy. I hope so, because, you know, so we've, we've, ru- we've ruined the book, basically. <laughs> Thank you so good much. Good luck with it, guys. Thank it's you been lovely chatting us. to you. Really oh, great you to have too. you on. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, guys. 
I really loved the insight around the gaming in that conversation. Social media and stuff, they had really strong views on it, which I really respect. Yeah, me too. And I think as well, like if, you, if you've if you got one person in the house that's a gamer and they know all of that kind of stuff, it's, it, I guess it, it's inevitable that your kids are going to get into it as well. And actually then it becomes like a family activity yeah. rather than seen as like, oh gosh, the kids are just going to go and shut themselves in their rooms and, and game. They yeah. do it together. And I'd never thought of it like that like as an actual family activity I know it's quite nice yeah and to get an insight into you know how to set the filters and how Mm. to kind of you know stop them watching all things at all hours I I definitely need some help in that arena in fact you know what there's just not going to be any games in the house no not in our house either Um, and I also love the fact that he said that he wasn't going to let you know the kids watch the in between us for a really long time Can you imagine? It's basically like letting your kids watch you and how you behaved in your teenage years on a yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, it's not real, but it is basically the same. It kind oh my of gosh. Is. <laughs> kind of yeah. is. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. A massive thank you to James and Claire for coming on. They were fantastic guests. And to you guys listening, thank you so much. As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe, and give the podcast a little follow. Yeah, please do. And tag us in your pictures to show us where and how you are listening. And we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mamas is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.